Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone and health related in order to empower, educate and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. What if I'm not even diagnosed yet? What if I'm just suffering with symptoms like weight gain, no energy, hair loss, constipation, brain fog, all of the things? What if I'm suffering with all of those symptoms and nobody is giving me any answers whatsoever? Are you sick of hearing me talk about young goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them and I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great and I'm 50. It's going to be young goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect collagen boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles, Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD boosting powers to it, which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the Hyperbaric Mask at night. I put that on. Oh my gosh, it just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin I use the ProCare Serum. This is an anti-aging serum. It's senolytic, meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the Adaptogenic Cleanser. I use the Amplifying Essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare. Overall, Bio-C Peptide Spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference in your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from, from a family owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to, use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy, you will notice a difference in your skin. Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? It's really interesting. And it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi-talented, multivitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God, it just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant 
And I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the super berry acai and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic baobab fruit pulp. It's that easy because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation. It helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now I know it's not touted for that, but when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake, you'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or, or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy at controlling your appetite. And with the Baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's, it's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. These ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, the antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymama.com. Look for Baobab powder. Enjoy. I hear all of you talk about Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, hormones, but I don't even have an answer because everybody keeps telling me that I'm fine. Every doctor I see keeps telling me that I'm fine, I'm normal, maybe eat less and exercise more. That is what we are talking about today. Because, you know, so many of my messages, my podcasts, my lives are directed at people that have a diagnosis and what should you do and what your labs mean. And we'll get into a little bit of labs today. But what you should do with your medication, the supplements you should try, and things that you should look at in your labs. But what if you're not even diagnosed? So let's go back to my story because some of you are new. Maybe you haven't heard it yet. Maybe you have. I'll give it to you again. I was, this is rewinding, I mean, 20 some odd years ago, a long time ago, when I was very, very young, I was competing. I was doing figure competitions, NPC figure, and I was also doing fitness modeling. So now, mind you, I do not come from a skinny mini family. I was the girl doing Jane Fonda workouts at 12 years old because my body just wanted to be chubby. I was a fat kid. I was a short, fat kid. And we have diabetes in my family. My my grandparents were overweight. My dad's gotten in shape, but that's after I kind of got into fitness and whipped him in shape. But we just, we were short people and we tend toward being a little bit chubby. So I was always the one fighting that chub. In fact, I remember 
my dear friend Beth and I, we were both short and chubby. We had a competition in like fifth grade of who could lose the most weight. Like that is messed up for a fifth grader to be doing, but that kind of shows you I was chubby. So by no means, anytime that I would do a fitness competition, anytime I would be getting ready for a photo shoot, you know, you see these little, little skinny models out there and all they have to do is do their hair and makeup and stand in front of the camera. I needed a good 12 week prep time to lose the extra fat that I had to really get down into show shape or photo shoot shape to where I would actually feel comfortable being in a bikini in front of a camera on a stage. So I worked my butt off. Every single one I got ready for, I worked my butt off. Whether it was a show or a photo shoot, I did a 12-week prep working my butt off. So I knew how my body would respond, but this one particular show, this one particular time, I was not losing any weight and the scale was going up. I knew I had to bail. I'm not a quitter. I did not want to quit the show. I did not want to not compete. I had my sights set on it. That was a goal. I was working with a coach. We had that goal in mind, but I was gaining weight instead of losing. So I do what all you do. I go to doctors and I went to the first one. Boom. I think it was my sister. I'm pretty sure it was my sister. And to this day, I have no idea what tests they ran, what she ran, probably TSH only, right? And everything was normal, air quotes, normal, fine, you're normal. Then I said, you know, I, I just, there's something going on here. And I just really don't buy this normal thing because she knew my body. She knew that I had done multiple shows, multiple photo shoots before, and it wasn't responding. So my frustration led her to refer me to a metabolic disease associate specialist, endocrinologist, AKA. So I go to that guy and there were a couple of doctors in between too. So six total, six misdiagnosed me. The one metabolic disease associates right at the, the Bayfront in Erie. So anybody listening from my hometown, you're gonna know. It was like 300 State Street. I still remember going out to my car and crying in my car. Because number one, it was like Christmas time. And I swear to God, this dude was more interested in his office Christmas party than he was in diagnosing or helping me. And he showed me a BMI chart. You ever see one of those things? They're complete bullshit if you have any kind of muscle whatsoever. My powerlifting coach, who is built like a brick shit house, he is muscular. He's he's shorter, but he's muscular. Not super short, but like he's like, I don't know, five eight, five nine. And 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 built and muscular, he was told that he was obese based on the BMI chart of height and weight. It doesn't take into account any kind of muscle that you have. But this guy points over the BMI chart, starts showing me. I don't even remember what he said because I started tuning him out. And this is the guy that said, eat less and exercise more, not even realizing what I was actually doing, even though I brought in, here's my diet and here's how often I work out. It's usually once, twice a day. Didn't listen to a thing. This is going to be your experience with an endocrinologist. So those of you who are not diagnosed, I want you to listen. There is a point to this story than just me telling you about me. I want you to listen because if you think that with your symptoms that you're going to go to an endocrinologist and get answers, you are highly mistaken because this is the guy that made me cry in my car and showed me a BMI chart and told me to eat less and exercise more. 
Okay. And now since then, and I have told you guys this stat many, many times, I have been in practice for 25, 26 years now. I have patients in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, New Zealand, Netherlands, South America. And in all of those countries, in all of those years, I have three good endocrinologists on my good endocrinologist list. Tells you how rare they are. So you don't want to go to an endocrinologist. So this guy, again, misdiagnosed me. By the seventh doctor, I got my diagnosis. So my point is, what if you're not diagnosed yet, but yet you are suffering? And this is what we have to go over because so many of you are not. So many of you are suffering and you're not diagnosed yet and we don't know exactly what's wrong. Okay, so number one, here's what you do. First and foremost, I want you to bullet list all those symptoms that you have. I want you to get a piece of paper. Do not write out your life story. Do not write in paragraphs. No one cares about how you got there. And I don't mean that to sound insensitive, but if you start writing paragraphs and submit a two-page essay to your doctor, they're going to tune out. They are not going to read it. Bullet list your symptoms. That's what I want to see. I, I, I mean, eventually you will talk through your life story and I'll find out how you got from point A to point B. But in my mind, I want to see those symptoms because those symptoms tell me something. Now, this is whether you're working with a good doctor or a bad doctor. Bullet it out for yourself. Bullet list those symptoms so that you can see them on paper. And you might want to grab the lab and symptom checklist guide if you haven't yet already. Base it off of all those symptoms that I have in my lab and symptom checklist because some of those symptoms are eye-opening. Things like frozen shoulder, anxiety, depression, dry eyes, all of those symptoms can be tied back to the thyroid. The thyroid is the master gland. Don't forget that. So bullet list your symptoms first. And then that's where we want to move on to testing. So here's where you go to your doctor with this list of symptoms. And then you go to your doctor with the list of labs that I like you to get. We have been over and over that, but if you grab the lab and symptom checklist, you'll have some of them. You'll have the thyroid labs in there. So that's TSH, free T3, free T4, reverse T3, and the TPO-TGA antibodies. If you didn't catch that, play this back at half speed and write it down. Beyond that, we also want insulin. We want hemoglobin A1C. We want a CBC with differential because that CBC with differential tells us a lot. It tells us when we start really breaking this down, it tells us whether you have an underlying infection, a viral infection, bacterial infection. It can even point us towards Epstein-Barr virus. So let's look at the CBC with differential because it tells us a ton about what your body is doing. Then let's also get a CMP, a comprehensive metabolic panel. So CBC, by the way, is complete blood count with differential. You have to ask for the diff. Then we want a comprehensive or complete metabolic panel, comprehensive metabolic panel, complete metabolic, CMP. That's going to tell us your glucose and your liver enzymes, sodium, potassium. It's going to give us a look inside of your adrenal glands as well. So you want those. And then make sure that you get all of the hormones done. All right. So we want estradiol and estrone, progesterone, free and total testosterone, DHEA, pregnenolone, 
sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG. We want FSH, follicle stimulating hormone, and LH, luteinizing hormone. If you're a man, you can leave those last two out. Ladies, you need to get them. So get all of the tests done so that we can have that accurate picture of what is going on in your body. Now, I'm not going to get into the nutrient panels and all of that with you because that will guarantee shut your doctor down. He will shut out. He or she will shut out. Keep it simple. Let's stick with the list that I just gave you. And that's what you want to ask for. Now, what is my rule? If your doctor says no to testing, it's time to get a new doctor. If you walk in with that bulleted list of symptoms, and remember, we're trying to get you a diagnosis here. This is you suffering. All of those symptoms listed down, written down, that is you suffering. That is you. That is a look inside you. You're not making this shit up. This is you. And this is real. And we have to pay attention to it because you are important and how you live life is important. And you were not built and you were not meant to walk around feeling miserable. God did not build our bodies to be fat, tired, frustrated, and bald. We were meant to thrive. We were meant to be our badass self that we were meant to be. So let's get back to that. The only way to get back to that is to get down with the answers. Get down to the answer that is going on inside of you. Bullet list your symptoms, then list the labs. You take that to your doctor, and your doctor, if he or she cares about you at all, will run those labs. Remember, doctors take an oath, do no harm, to summarize it. Do no harm also means do not let this person suffer without trying to use your brain and figure out what's going on inside of them. That means testing, 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 because that testing gives us an answer. Now, you are always more than a lab value. You are more than a lab value. But that testing lets us pair up with your symptom list and really see exactly what's going on. So for example, you get your test back and your TPO and TGA antibodies are coming in. Now, again, we can get into optimal versus normal, but they're coming in actually flagged high. That's indicative of Hashimoto's. Your TSH is, is perfect, even in the optimal range. Let's say it's a 1.5. Then we go down to your free T3. I like it 3.5 or above or in the upper quadrant of the range, depending on your reference range. And that comes back at a 2.3. That's going to be low. I don't care what country you're in or what lab you use. That's going to be low. It's going to be low normal, though, on most labs. You will not get flagged with a little L. That will not be red. But that tells us something. That tells us vital, vital information. So there's your free T3 sitting at 2.3. Then your reverse T3 comes back. And let's say your reverse T3 is a 20. It doesn't get an H. It does not get flagged red. But in functional medicine, that is high. That tells me that your body is in survival mode. Again, you're not diagnosed yet, right? You don't even know what's going on with you. So what that tells us in an undiagnosed, not on any kind of medication person, is that something is driving up that reverse T3. And the T4 that your thyroid is making is not being converted into T3. T4 should convert into T3. T3 gets to the cell, does its job, gives you metabolism, grows your hair, strengthens your nails, puts you in a good mood, lets you poop every day. Reverse T3 is high. Remember, that's the bouncer outside of the club. That is the bouncer outside of your cell telling T3 that it can't get in. 
So not only do you have an issue with the T4 that your thyroid is producing is not converting to T3, we can see that with your low T3, but it's also converting to the brakes. It's converting to reverse T3. It's putting your body in survival mode as if you were laying in the ICU or the ER struggling. Your body is literally in this survival protective mode. And listen, when you need to survive, you don't need to grow your hair. You don't need to strengthen your nails. You don't need to have a metabolism. You don't need to feel good. You don't need to use your brain. Your body just needs to survive, which is why we test reverse T3 because we never want that elevated. So here you are undiagnosed. You have two markers for Hashimoto's, an autoimmune condition where your immune system attacks your thyroid. You have low T3, which is your active thyroid hormone. You have high reverse T3, which is your body in protective survival mode. Well, right there are some answers. Now, because your TSH came back in the normal range, your doctor may or may not say, we're just going to keep an eye on it, which drives me crazy. We're just going to keep an eye on it. Okay. So then the argument becomes, this is my argument. Are we going to wait until this poor person is 30 pounds heavier, can't get off the couch, has to quit their job, and has basically destroyed every relationship, friend and significant otherwise, and with their kids because they have no energy and they don't want to go anywhere or do anything? Are we going to then treat them? Are we going to look at these numbers plus their symptoms now and pay attention to them as a human being? screaming for help. I'm going with that option. I'm going to say, let's do something now. Let's test some more and let's do something now to help this person. So if your doctor won't test and they won't pay attention to your symptoms and to the lab values, time to get a new doctor, plain and simple. Because if you hold on and you stay with that person, you will stay in a state of misery. So it literally is your choice at that point. You're getting answers as well throughout this. In trying to get a diagnosis and trying to figure out what is wrong with you, you are actually obtaining knowledge and answers for your own well-being, whether you know it or not. So you asking your doctor, be it a PCP, don't waste your time with an endo. Try your PCP. Try your PCP's nurse practitioner or PA. You'll get further with them most likely because they think outside of the box. Nurse practitioners are fantastic. They're always thinking outside of the box and they're always thinking about their patients. And nine times out of 10, they know more than the doctor. Sorry if any doctors are listening. I hope you don't get offended. Your nurse practitioner probably knows more than you because she's in the trenches. She's dealing with the patients and, and she has a genuine care and concern for how they're doing and how they are feeling. So here you are, you're trying to get some answers and this is your information seeking. This is you going to your doctor. And if they say no to testing, there's an answer for you. You don't have to stay around anymore. You don't have to waste your time anymore outside of that question. Once you hear a no, I do not test reverse T3, except in the clinical setting. No, I do not test that period, dot, 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 whatever it is. It's time to go. It's time for you to move on because if you stay, then you personally, and I'm going to call you out on this, if you choose to stay with a doctor who won't run tests, then you are choosing to remain exactly where you are and you can't complain anymore about your symptoms because that is a choice. Oh, but my insurance company won't cover me to go see. Too bad. 
Go pay out of pocket, go see somebody else. Because if you stay there, you will stay there. If you stay with that doctor, you will stay exactly where you are feeling wise, exactly where you are symptom wise. Okay, a little bit tough love, harsh reality there. Moving on to the hormones. I don't ever, if you are a female, want your doctor to tell you that they don't test hormones. A, go see your OBGYN because they test hormones. They do, but your doc can too. It's not just OBGYNs that run hormones, FYI. So you don't want to hear that. And then for goodness sake, you have more than estrogen. Believe it or not, you have more hormones than just estrogen. So when we want a full hormone panel done on you as a woman, guys, I'll get to you in a second, done on you as a woman, we want everything that I listed before. I actually want both estrogens. I like looking at estradiol and esterone. You have three estrogens. Third one, we don't really pay attention to estriol. So we want estradiol and estrone. We want progesterone. I want free and total testosterone, DHEA, and pregnenolone. Pregnenolone is the precursor hormone. It also affects your adrenals. So I want to check that. You want the sex hormone binding globulin because if that is high, that is going to be binding to your thyroid hormone and to your testosterone. That's bad. We have to do things to lower that SHBG. Then we want luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone because that kind of tells us whether or not you're on menopause or perimenopause. I have seen 20 and 30-year-olds that are perimenopausal. I have seen 20 and 30-year-olds with the progesterone level that of a 70-year-old. That is why we check hormones. And hormones and thyroid are very closely tied together. Thyroid's the master gland and it's going to have an impact on your sex hormones. But from your list of symptoms, remember the bulleted list of symptoms, when we pair that up with your labs, when we pair that up with your hormone labs, we can really, thyroid and hormone labs can give us so much information. They can tell us so much about why you have these symptoms over here and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. They really, really give us a ton of answers. So that's why we need those symptoms and we need the labs in order to get that beautiful picture of what's going on with you. Now, guys, when you ask for hormone testing, and this is vital, and especially, let's say, I'm going to give you another situation. Let's say you're a guy and you have a thyroid condition and you know that you do, and your doctor is never, ever testing your testosterone and estrogen, or they're just testing your testosterone. Bad, bad, bad. We need both. So men for hormones you need your testosterone checked as well as your estradiol. And you don't want to even grab a total estrogen because if your estrogen is high, which it really, I mean, if you didn't listen to my podcast last week with Dr. Anthony J, who wrote Estrogeneration, I highly recommend that you go back and do so. The levels of estrogen, xenoestrogens, fake estrogens in our world is astonishing. And we even go into how Europe, I said this earlier today on the, on the group live for the seven-day challenge, Europe bans a certain limit of chemicals. So over here in the U.S., you could be eating very easily, especially if you eat any wheat products or grain-based products, you could be eating a level of chemical, a level of pesticide, a level of toxin that the UK bans for their pig feed, okay? So think about that. 
here in the U.S., we are allowed and permitted to ingest per what they allow farmers to spray on crops, we are allowed to ingest a level of toxins that not even pigs in the UK are allowed to ingest. Think about that for a second. Now, that is going to impact your estrogen level. And we don't want you in an estrogen dominant state, male or female, but I'm speaking to the guys right now. Estrogen dominance pushes down, high estrogen pushes down your testosterone. What is testosterone? What do we say testosterone is? Ladies and gentlemen, it is your get shit done hormone. So if you want motivation, if you want to get to the gym, if you want to have a libido, if you want to be able to get through your day, you need optimal levels of testosterone. If estrogen is high, testosterone is dropping down. And then if your estrogen is high, you're going to be really weepy, moody, and have man boobs and probably have a big old belly. Not to mention you're at risk, at a much greater risk for cancer. You're at a much greater risk for type 2 diabetes because that estrogen is just going to lay down the fat. Estrogen dominance is not a good thing. And then estrogen dominance, high estrogen will impair T4 to T3 conversion. So we never, ever, ever want estrogen high. But guess what? If we test for it, we have data. We have numbers. We have answers to give you a diagnosis. So some of you guys, you just might be low T. You might be low testosterone. And remember that, that wide, vast, ginormous standard lab value range, we don't want you just within normal limits in this huge range. We want you in the bullseye. We want you in that target range where you are going to feel your best. So guys, testosterone, just because you're listening to this, you're probably going, wait, where does she want my testosterone level? I don't even care if you're 70 years old listening to this. I don't want your testosterone less than 700. And more likely, I'm going to want you around 900 to 1,000. Ladies, I want your testosterone level easily above a 40. If you listen to Dr. Anthony J, he's going to say above a 50. I might be changing. I might be changing my lower limit to a 50 based on that. Listen, I learned from other practitioners too. I love hearing other practitioners' optimal lab values because it lets me adjust mine too. So I go, really? You're seeing ladies feel better, like closer to 50 or above? Yeah, okay, all right. So we'll, we'll push them up a little bit further. But that is the optimal lab value range. And that's why we test so we can pair up what you are feeling with what your labs say. And that gives us so many answers. So guys, if you're walking around with high estrogen, low testosterone, you're not going to be feeling good. You are not going to live your best life and you are definitely at risk for additional diseases. Ladies, if you're walking around with high estrogen and low testosterone, it's going to impair your thyroid function, whether you've been diagnosed or not. High estrogen can be a factor in raising reverse T3. It's also going to put on weight. It's going to screw up your cycles like crazy. You're going to have no muscle, no libido, no motivation whatsoever. And then you're going to put on more weight because the high estrogen is going to put on weight and the low testosterone is going to put on weight. And that high estrogen interfering with your thyroid is going to put on weight. It's a lot of factors going against you, isn't it? Why do we test insulin and hemoglobin A1C? Because I want to know if you're insulin resistant because insulin is one of the biggest drivers of elevated reverse T3, which does what? What did we say earlier? Put your body in survival mode. 
If your reverse T3 is high, your body thinks you're laying in the ER with a traumatic injury. High insulin will absolutely drive up reverse T3. Another really interesting, here's your homework, super interesting podcast that I did just last week, I think it was released. You'll be able to find it. It was a case study. It was an actual case study of one of my patients. And we go over how this particular person was diagnosed, was diagnosed, but on T3 only. Well, all the while, how, how often have we been talking about T4 converts to reverse T3, T4 converts to reverse T3. Now she's still producing some of her own T4, but it was one of the highest reverse T3s and one of the highest insulin levels I have ever seen in all my years of doing this. Insulin was through the roof, which was so interesting because it told me that that was the root cause of that elevated reverse T3. And we could throw more thyroid medication at her left and right, but it would not make one bit of difference until we get that insulin down, until we get the insulin down. So that's why we test insulin. That's why we test hemoglobin A1C, because if that is high, you will age quickly. If that is high, reverse T3 is pushing up. And you're just in a, a huge state of inflammation. Huge, huge, huge. So what if we find out through all of this, you finally get that diagnosis of hypothyroidism. Congratulations, you get a diagnosis. I was happy. Like I was really super happy when I got mine because I was like, all right, cool. There's gonna be a pill for this. This is amazing. And then they put me on Synthroid. This is far long ago before I was a functional medicine practitioner or even knew the different thyroid labs to get done or even knew about the different medications. That's why I'm here in the space helping you now, because I went through it. So you get the diagnosis and you're like, yay, I got an answer. And then five months later, I'm speaking from experience, five months later, you're still in the same spot. In fact, a lot of my patients, it's like 10 years later. They've been dealing with this for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years stuck on T4 only, never feeling better. No one's listening to their symptoms. So just getting a diagnosis does not necessarily mean a miracle is going to happen. Getting a diagnosis is that first step. So if you're not diagnosed yet, let's get you a diagnosis. Maybe it's not hypothyroidism. Maybe it's not Hashimoto's. Maybe you have PCOS. Maybe you just have high insulin. Maybe you're basically pre-diabetic but we have to find out why we have to find out exactly why you have this list of symptoms over here that you bulleted out. We have to find an answer because you're not meant to walk around like that. So we have to find an answer. So let's get you the diagnosis or let's get you a direction to go in and then proceed on with the proper treatment. Because after you get the diagnosis, like I said, doesn't mean it's all rainbows and butterflies. Now we have to implement the proper treatment. So what do I normally see with my thyroid patients who come to me? They come to me and they've been suffering for years, if not decades, and they are stuck on T4 only, or maybe their doctor gave them a baby dose of T3. Like I usually say, that's enough for your cat. Maybe you've got a little baby dose of T3, but you're still not feeling better. Even if you're with a functional or integrated practitioner, I talk about this a lot because it's a beef of mine. I can't stand when people use the term functional and then don't treat you right. We need to get to that root cause and get you the proper treatment. So maybe that treatment is 
changing up your thyroid medication. Maybe it's addressing the insulin. Maybe it's using bioidentical hormone replacement therapy for your hormones that are all out of whack. Maybe it is addressing something like Epstein-Barr virus that is showing up in your labs, an underlying infection, a bacterial infection, H. pylori, which wrecks your gut and completely messes with your weight. We have to find out why you are experiencing this bulleted list of symptoms over here. And we check off those boxes. If your thyroid is optimized, if it's beautiful, there's no Hashimoto's whatsoever, it is not your thyroid, let's move to hormones. Well, actually, it's both and at the same time. We look at hormones. We look at insulin. We look at A1C. We look at nutrients. We look for co-infections. We look at all of those things. And this is just with serum labs. This is not with some funky, expensive, functional lab test. This is just with the labs that your doctor can order. And that's why I'm telling you, if they say no, it's time to walk out. Because this is just blood work. This is serum. This is a, a box on the order form to figure out exactly what is going on with you. We have to get you that diagnosis in order to take the next step so that you can get your life back. You can feel like a badass once again. You can get back to feeling like yourself. But we can't get there until we start here. We have to start here to get you that diagnosis. Now, a lot of you are like, well, gee, I hope there's nothing wrong with me. Do you? When your body gives you a signal, when you have a symptom of any kind, even if it's that you are truly, truly on a perfect diet and can't lose weight, like you really are doing all the things and the weight keeps coming on. If you truly are fatigued, not just one day, we all have bad days. I thought I was coming down with something yesterday. I was so tired. I mean, I, I could have laid down in the middle of the day. I, I literally think my eyes were bobbing at like 2 p.m. No idea why. Slept well the night before. No need to panic. And I actually thought about all of you. And I thought about my patients. And I thought about how they reach out and go, I'm really tired. I wonder what's going on. You're human. Maybe your body's fighting something. Maybe you didn't sleep as well as you thought you did. Maybe it's just a day. Or maybe it's something more. So you have to say, okay, your body, if, if I felt like that, if I felt like I did yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and for the rest of this week, that is a signal from my body that something is not right because our bodies definitely were not made to be feeling like garbage for that long. So if your body is giving you signals, losing hair is a direct reflection of something going on internally in your body. Our hair really does tell us a lot about what's going on inside. So if your hair is dry and brittle, maybe it's low estrogen, maybe you're not eating enough protein, maybe you have a thyroid condition. If your hair is falling out in clumps, you might be going into menopause, again, low estrogen, not enough zinc, maybe you're anemic, maybe your thyroid is not optimized or you have Hashimoto's, maybe it's going into alopecia, which is another autoimmune condition. That's a sign. That is a signal and a sign from your body saying, hey, hello, there's something going on. And you have to dig deeper to find out what that is. If you are constipated, did you know that you guys really should be pooping twice a day? Did you know that? Not just once a day is cool. It's good. It's better than 
what I see of like once every three days for my patients, but pooping twice a day, that's optimal. And if you're not, again, that is a signal. So if you are hypo, if your thyroid is slowed down, your motility will slow down, your gut motility will slow down. Constipation can also be something like SIBO. It can be H. pylori. It can be something going on in your gut. But that's a sign. It's a signal. It's not normal. So none of these symptoms that you're experiencing are normal, which is why, again, that it pisses me off so badly because I went through it. I got the normal air quote diagnosis, if you want to call it that. But that's why it pisses me off so much when my patients come to me or you guys reach out to me and say, but my doctor says I'm normal. Do you feel normal? You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be reaching out if you felt normal. Those signs and symptoms of your body are a signal to you. It's information for you. It's not just for your doctor. That bullet list is not just for your doctor. It's for you to take a hard look and say, what's going on with me? And I have to keep going until I find an answer. Why do I preach hope so much on here? I'm always talking about you having hope. Well, it's because if you heard my story in the beginning, if I would have stopped at doctor number two, number three, number four, how about number five? What if after six, I figure, well, you know, six people, six docs are telling me that I'm normal. I must be normal. I must be. What if I stopped? I wouldn't be here with you today. That's why I preach hope. That's why I tell you, you have to keep going and keep plugging away because there is a diagnosis. There is a reason. There is a something. Even if you don't want a true diagnosis, because diagnosis, they can just be labels. You know, we could say, we could call you depressed. Here's an antidepressant, a Band-Aid for what's really going on. That is not a diagnosis. High cholesterol is not a diagnosis. It's a Band-Aid. It's a, it's a Band-Aid diagnosis because you're going to get a statin. So that's the Band-Aid medication. That is a sign and a signal to something else going on. High insulin, dysregulated thyroid, autoimmune. These things that we can get as diagnoses are oftentimes just labels. So when I say you don't have a diagnosis yet, how about we change that to you don't have a reason yet to why you feel the way you do, but there is one. There is, is, is a reason. So I want you to do exactly as I told you to do. I want you to bullet list out your symptoms and I want you to write down all the labs that you need to get done so you can have that complete full picture and go by my rules. Doctor says no to testing, get a new doctor. Doctor says no to actual treatments when you know, based on everything you've learned from me, what your optimal labs should be. Time to walk out the door and move on as well. And if you don't, you're going to stay stuck. You're going to stay exactly where you are. Please note that. I just want to read this one because I think it's important so glad we found you two years with a useless doctor whose practice was called Metabolic Wellness Institute, plus about 10 other doctors in the last three years. This is so glad. What did I, I said I went to Metabolic Disease Associates, right? Metabolic Wellness Institute, plus about 10 other doctors in the last three years, yet never once tested insulin and never fixed anything. Tons of testing, no results. One month in working with you, meaning me, and my daughter is finally making progress. If you're on the fence with working with Dr. Amy, go for it. Love you for that. So let me back up. 
let me dive into this because tons of testing, but no results. What are we talking about today? We're talking about getting testing and pairing that up with your symptoms. What if they do all the testing and nobody can give you an answer? I'm sorry, take all those tests and go find somebody, work with somebody like me that can weed through those tests and we'll be looking at them from a functional perspective. Granted, they did the test, yay. Didn't do insulin, true. Did the test though, most of them, 98% of them. And yet they still weren't giving answers. So again, that's where you don't stop. You don't, I didn't know all the tests they did on me 20 some years ago, but I didn't stop. I didn't accept you're normal, you're fine, everything's okay, eat less exercise more, just get used to it. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. And that's a great way to end this with that testimonial. I don't even know if she meant it to be a testimonial. She was just kind of chiming in in the comments section. And I appreciate it greatly. Thank you so much for that because that tells everybody, look, this is, this is real. This is what real people go through. And I know I don't have to tell you that because many of you are sitting there going, yeah, I went through that too. I've been a specialist and functional specialist and integrative specialist and people that even claim to be thyroid experts. And they're not even testing reverse T3 and they won't give me anything more than five micrograms of T3. Time to go. Time to go. So I want you to have hope, re-listen to this, write everything down, be a patient advocate for yourself and figure out what is going on with you because you were not meant, I will leave you with this, you were not meant to be fat, frustrated, tired, and bald and constipated. Period. End of story. End of story. You were not meant to be that way. All right, everyone. Till next time. I'll see you next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.